Blog Talk Radio. Throughout my life, no matter what I've done, you've been merciful, and your love endures through all things. For that, I am eternally grateful. Since my date of birth, brought you nothing but hurt. Play-Dohs, video games, stole chains from your purse Sat on the cold core bench till I was arraigned in your skirt Saw the pain in your face, still you maintain the smirk All you did was motivate, don't let them hold you back What I do, I turned around and I sold you crack I was a bastard for that, still I'm drowning in shame Just remember one thing now, you're not to blame You was newly separated, trying to escape your world And through my thirst, I didn't help you, I just made things worse I hated me and everybody that created cracks Had me thinking the newest kicks and the latest gas Still haven't apologized, so please play this back While I try to come to terms with such a heinous act You know in more than one way cocaine numbs the brain all I did was think about how the funds once came Then I ran across this memory and it stung the brain How can you ever destroy the beauty from which one came? That's the savage, you the reason why me and these beats make a marriage Why I rhyme above average and I ain't shit Glad you got yourself together, no thanks to me Strong and beautiful, the way things should be You must love me And fighting continued As I plundered through your stuff And snuck your clothes to school Got intense, real intense As we got older Never believed it would lead To me popping one in your shoulder With my rings Knew you had it Cause you took too long As Mickey, Andy and the girl That bought it looked on Puffing and puffing Gun in my hand Told you step outside Hoping you said no But you hurt my pride Made our way down the steps Maybe you thought it was just a threat Or maybe your life was just that crazy And you was begging for death Try to justify this in my young mind But the adrenaline and my ego hurt combined Drove me berserk Saw the devil in your eyes High off more than we Confused I just closed my young eyes and squeezed What a sound Open my eyes just in time to see you stumbling to the ground Damn, what the fuck I done now? Running around in the circle Thinking I'm ass out High gun burning my waist Ran straight to jazz out Like a stranger Damn, I just shot my nigga And ran up into the night As if it was not my nigga Left the scene How could I go out that way? Still you act to see me in the hospital The next day You must love me you from this life and keep you away from the game but you was one of the few people that i can trust and the fact of the matter i slang these five for us you put the pressure on me daily rarely would you let it go but a thousand and one time i had to tell you no but it was one of those days when nobody was around and i needed an emergency trip out of town search my mental rolodex for all the numbers i know as you stared in my face asked me could you go Reset tender, everything that goes smooth Just tell her what to do and everything that goes through Strap the body with the things as you boarded the plane Couldn't explain the strange feeling 
got a court in the vein I'm thinking, why would I send you when I knew it ain't right I'm thinking, what would make you sacrifice your life You must love me
want to know the outcome Ready to die, reasonable doubt and doggy style in one I feel like Pac after the Snoop Dogg trial was done Straight behind that G-Series and all lives on me I watched the death of a dynasty So I told Vibe Magazine Working with Dr. Dre was a I had visions of making a classic Then my world turned black Like I was staring out of CD One of the glasses It's kinda hard to imagine Like Kanye West Coming back from his fatal accident To be making and rapping But we the future Whitney Houston told me that It's gonna take more than a bullet in the heart To hold me back in this 40 the ink from my pen bleed Cause Martin Luther King had her Aaliyah had her Left eye had her So I reached out to Kanye I brought you all my dreams Fucking an R&B bitch like Maya When I saw that ass on the front of that king Read the article in the magazine She loved gangsters, loved nasty things So I'm in the glass house having nasty dreams Good girls never give it up But anything is possible If 50 fuck Vivica Hurdle life obstacles Found my way through the maze The enjoy turned to pain like Frankie Beverly and Maze Used to dream of being unsigned hype Till I was crushed by Dave Mays Almost let my pen fall asleep on the page Daydreaming yesterday Dozing off backstage I thought I saw Easy talking to Jam Master J So I walked over Heard Jam Master say It's a hard knock life Then you pass away They say sleep is the cousin of death so my eyes wide open Cause the dream is kin to your last breath Rushing in this 40 ounce Letting the ink from my pen bleed Cause Martin Luther King had her Aaliyah had her Left eye had her So I reached out to Kanye I brought you all my dreams Dreamer Huey Newton, that's what I'm living through. The dreamer Eric Wright, that's what I'm giving you. Who walked through the White House without a business suit? Compton had Jerry Curl dripping on Ronald Reagan shoes. Gave Michael in my demo, came here to pay my dues. Started off with Who Kid, then I start blazing Clue. It was all a dream, like Big said it be. Don't sleep on me, homie, I bring nightmares to reality. Rap phenomenon, defying the rules of gravity. Studied all the classics, start revising my strategy. Cause Marshall Mathers made it, Curtis Jackson made it. Head in the clouds, wondering where the hell Marvin Gaye went. How do I say this? I'm living for my son, but I can't figure out why I'm at my temple with this gun. Wake up to a Jesus peace like a Catholic nun. The war to be a rap legend has just begun. Rushing in this 40 ounce, letting the ink from my pen bleed. Cause Martin Luther King had her, Aaliyah had her, left eye had her. So I reached out to Kanye and I brought you all my dreams. Dedicated to your Tunde Price, the sister of Venus and Serena Williams, who was slain during the gang shootout in Compton, Sunday, September 14th, 2003. Rest in
My Idaho Cup, Grand Rising, Better Love. You are listening to the Truth to Power Show. I'm Beverly, and we have Thomas Tugmo Smith with us tonight, and he's looking at the archaeology show. He's looking at the A and I, the AI effect hey. on us humans here. How you doing, Tugmo? How are you, Bev? Good, good, good. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yes, I hear okay. you. All right. Okay. So, Bev, you got to tell right. me mm-hmm. that you saw mm-hmm. the Antifa fighting the police down in Atlanta or in Georgia, rather. I have, I, I have not looked at no, new, no uh, news lately. What was this, today, yesterday? Yeah, I, it looks staged to me, but they locked up Everything like 23. Everything is staged almost. They locked up 23 people. They charged them with domestic terrorism. It was like they hopped the police training academy and just started setting stuff on fire. And then the police went in there and they was fighting each other. I mean, it looked... <laughs> I said, I haven't seen it all. Man. You know how many times I've said that in the last few years? I haven't seen it all. Like, right. this is... Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen hey, it like that before. Maybe mm-hmm. we're looking at a. Maybe we're looking at AI. Yeah, yeah, but they said they were in people, and you know that's um, you know, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, they together. So I said, man, they down in Georgia, stirring up stuff. I said, I wonder if they set them up to do that so they can um because they want to list them as a domestic terrorist group which will neutralize them during the election because, you know, they want to come out and stir up stuff during the Trump rallies to start fights with people and stuff like they did the last time. So I don't know, man. This is bugged out. That's a good good analogy. Yeah, all of a sudden they back again. Like, here they come, you know what I'm saying? So uh, that was interesting. The other thing that happened is um, you heard Dr. X and I myself um, talk about this basketball player named Ja Morant. He, Dr. X likes him because his name is Ja. Um, but um, mm-hmm. young brother, he got suspended because he posted a video with him with a gun. And um, this is what this death culture has produced. Um, so now you got a kid who just signed a $231 million contract. With his, with his basketball team, that's his extension. And he got a deal for $8 million a year to be a marquee athlete with Nike. They replaced him. They put him in place of Kyrie Irving. And um, he got a deal with Powerade, which is worth a few million dollars a year for him. So, I mean, he's, he's only about 22. He's rolling in the money, you know. And here he is hanging out with thugs carrying guns, or you know what I'm saying, getting in the fights. And this is what the culture produces. Um, and, you know, if I had any advice for him, he got to leave his friends alone. He got to leave that entourage alone. You don't need, they need you. You don't need them. You know what I'm saying? And when you're in situations like that, what happens is people latch on to you that know you don't need them, 
So they're going to make themselves useful to you. So, you know, hey, man, what I can do is I can punch someone in the face. So they're going to get you in situations where they got to defend you all the time. You know what I'm saying? And so you feel like you need them, you know. And, you know, I know how people play that. So that's how they did um, Tupac when he was in New York. Um, when he got shot at that time in New York, his day he was rolling with people who was, you know, they was lining him up the whole day. You know, yeah, I'm with you. You know, they, these dudes is latching on to you, you know, and leeching off you. And, um, you know, I hate to see his brother lose his um, endorsements and, 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 you know, his career doing something stupid because with these... um. But they don't understand this generation of young people. Uh, some of them understand it. But, you know, when you talk all that stuff, someone's going to test you on it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you want to sit there and point a gun at the camera. You know, someone's going to make you use that. You know, that's just how it goes. So, you know, he needs to go hire some armed security if he don't feel safe. You don't carry the gun, and you're rich enough to not have one of your friends carrying it, so you can get in trouble that way. You know, you get armed security. Might cost you, might cost them five hundred thousand a year. Have a couple of armed security guards go with him wherever he goes. Big Arnold Schwarzenegger looking dudes. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no one stepping mm-hmm. through. They strapped. They ex-military. They ready to go. They already don't like niggas, so they with you. You know what I'm saying? That's who you get, man. You don't, you know. That's what Kobe did. That's what Jordan had. Like you, you got. You can't be rolling around here with this two hundred thousand dollar chains and doing this dumb stuff. And that's what we see in a lot of people do. Like as soon as they get money, people that's not from the streets want to be street. You know what I'm saying? And you can't buy your way into that. You know, so I hope he learns his lesson and gets himself together. He got to lose his friends, hire some armed security, you know what I'm saying, and um, and, and make his apologies, and hopefully they give him his job back because they suspended him indefinitely. So, you know. Wow. You know, yeah. And, um, you know, they ultra-liberal, the NBA, so you're playing with guns. Even though he's in Memphis, and... To me, his defense should have been he fears for his life. You know, these rappers are getting killed for their jewelry and stuff like that. And he could have came with an excuse like that, but he took the route of saying he has mental illness. And, you know, he took another route. Um, I wouldn't have went that route because now they're going to take sound, away your that sound like that, that sounds like an attorney telling him to do the mental illness thing. Yeah, that's what I think. He said, well, Hey, listen, I'm sure he got the best attorney money to buy so he need to listen to them and uh, get himself back on the court. Because once he gets back on the court and starts playing good again, what I learned is whatever you had going on off the court, they forget about real quick. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you got to, as long as you're sitting on that sideline, they're going to talk about you. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, you saw that with Kyrie. As soon as he got back on the court, had a couple 30-point games, everybody shut up. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it goes. Um, so I, I hope all young people listening will take that lesson. And once you get 
that lucky $230 million contract, man, sit down, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Put that, leave that stuff alone, bro. All them dudes you with ain't never going to see that type of money, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, now this article came out today. The name of the article is now they can actually use Wi-Fi to see people through walls. And uh, this was very interesting uh, because using the Wi-Fi boxes and the different things that receive a Wi-Fi signal in your house, they're able to get an infrared reading on the person inside the apartment from outside the apartment or house. Um, And um, these scientists from MIT figured it out and other young kids from Carnegie Mellon done the um got the patents on it and everything. So they're gonna use this in the future. Um probably using it as soon as possible, you know, for hostage situations and things to see how many people are inside the apartment. They 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 can just do that using the actually Wi Fi signal from your phone, from your cable box and your smart TV and your, your your router and your computers and laptops and everything that's inside of your house. They're going to be able to figure out where the, the heat movement is going through the house. You just checking the Wi-Fi. You're walking through the Wi-Fi. And they can also trace you backwards using the same method. So um, they could trace you back. Because uh, the same signal is on you outside with all of the 5G towers, the 4G towers, and everything that's around us. They can trace you backwards for hours, you know, to see where you came from using the same method. Uh, so it's becoming like that movie Deja Vu uh, with, with um, Denzel, where he went back into the future using the CERN looking machine, but. They just doing this with the Wi-Fi routers, you know, because our phone is always every few seconds is pinging, trying to get that signal. See if it's gonna take the Wi-Fi signal or the satellite signal. The Wi-Fi signal or the satellite signal it has to constantly. Once it picks up Wi-Fi, it turns off the satellite signal, and now you're getting your information and stuff through the Wi-Fi. When you go in your house, you know, you see the Wi-Fi thing light up and. Now it's using your Wi-Fi instead of your phone data. You know what I'm saying? So it's constantly asking for that, and that's called a ping. And everywhere that's in pings, it knows where you are, you know. And inside your house, either walking through that static field of Wi-Fi, they could just pinpoint exactly where a person is, you know. Serious, serious, serious. Well, well, this is not nothing. I mean, do they physically see the body? Because I know about 10 years ago, uh, a little longer, I had a family mm-hmm. member that she was tracking her husband. So on her phone, she could see him. Uh, she didn't see him physically, but his heat, that, that you know, how that infrared from your body. She saw mm-hmm. him sitting on this person's porch. She saw him going in the house. She saw him going to, in the living room, went to the kitchen. He stopped at the kitchen. And you they had that on the uh, amp or something on the telephone 
about ten some years ago. So is it they must have in modernized well, this, it or increased it or Yeah, something. this is just using mm-hmm. the Wi Fi. Just the Wi Fi. So maybe that was using um satellite images and stuff. This is just using Wi Fi. Yeah. So you don't get a you don't get a picture of the person. You just know the person's there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But um with and it says in the article with artificial intelligence, it could pretty much just fill in all the gaps, make a, a room and put you in it. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just a matter of knowing you're there, you know. So, um yeah, it's but um man, that's crazy, man. It's the same plane. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, she was, man, and, man. And she showed me, and we, and we sat there and looked at her phone, and we watched him move all around, and she said, he better not go up them steps to go to no bedroom. She sat there and watched him. <laughs> mm-hmm. He did. Yes. So I so know that, that was uh, much better now probably with it. Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 man. Wow. <laughs> man, I want one message up there, man. Y'all ain't playing, man. <laughs> Y'all be like, so what, what happened when she confronted him? When he found out about it, he, he took it off her phone. But he didn't oh, do nothing okay. wrong while we were sitting there looking at him. He didn't do nothing wrong. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He was with his, he was with his boys. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Man, go for him, man. Y'all, whew. Right. Man, I tell people all this technology is made for women to track men. I'm telling people, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody said, let's, you know, I saw um, I saw Thomas at the movies with somebody. Now they could come up with uh-huh. the picture, you know, put you on the phone. It's like, man, y'all yeah. figured it all out, huh? I could have lied yeah. before and said, that wasn't me. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, I was gonna do this show on um private and public, but I came up. Mm-hmm. I got a book I have to order, so I'm waiting for that to come because mm-hmm. um I, that's gonna okay. give me more information on what I'm looking at. Um, but I was decided to do the show today on these um jobs that's going to be disappearing as a result of this um. This technology, and I think that um, now as I look back, man, that whole COVID thing could have been, you know, a play to get everyone to be home and not working because they knew that they had to get rid of all these jobs anyway. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's cause mm-hmm. something that's going to create massive job losses, and everyone's going to get some money, and then it just disappears because. Man, so uh, worldwide, 80% of the jobs uh, we do can disappear within the next 20 years. And uh, 40% predicted, and this is worldwide, uh, 47% predicted to be lost in the United States in that same period of time. So uh, actually, the United States at 47% is one of the better countries as far as job losses, countries that get the most decimated with this happens to be, um, as you could have predict, China. Because what they need all them people to do all these jobs for when the computers do it for them, you know, they don't need uh, that huge workforce anymore. So um, currently half the companies 
have AI embedded into their business at some level. Um, Zapier predicts that with fully functional AI, only 97 million people will be required to work worldwide. That includes China, India, United States, you know, um, and right now we have way over 100 million people working in the United States. So it's um, not going to be a lot of jobs, but that's in that's when AI is fully, fully in charge. We have a long time to go before that, at least 20 years or so. Um, so we're talking about 800 million jobs will be displaced by automation by the year 2030. 875 million jobs to artificial intelligence by 2030. 120 million workers around the world will we retraining and upskilling within the next three years just to be able to work alongside the AI that they have out that's right now. Because a lot of people don't know nothing about it. You don't know how many people I ask at um as I'm outside at work or just, you know, walking around talking to people who work for other companies. And they have no idea about any of this stuff. And I'm talking about white people. You know, I need to talk about because I know everybody at my job know about it because it's the stock scenario. That's all they're talking about. But right. outside of that, they don't know nothing about this. And, um, you know, um, what's funny is right under the floor that I work on is um, the, the New York City Complaint Review Board. So that's where all the police go that get disappointed. It's an office building, and the only thing that it has in there really is a bunch of um, lawyers and judges. And what they do is you got to go before the judge down there. If you got in trouble by the complaint review board, uh, somebody complained to them and they investigated you, now you got to go before the judge, and they might suspend you. Or So uh, what's outside most of the time is a bunch of uh, police officers. And most of the ones that get suspended are female cops, which is surprising. Chicks are very aggressive. Um, but they don't know nothing mm. about this. They, this is the police. They don't know nothing. I, you know, and I'm saying, man, so, you know, the police don't know nothing about it. The, the, the police, which I would say a small company, you know, I wouldn't expect them to know too much. But so this is um, just going to sneak up on people and they're not going to be prepared for this. I want everybody to be right. prepared for this. So if, you can do any um, retraining or upskilling uh, in your job now. Um, and you can add some of this stuff to it. Try to. Um, and I'll look into what can be added on because I'm looking to add in some of this stuff to my resume. Um, but AI will significantly impact those in all different industries, agriculture, engineering, science, production, transportation, legal, administrative industries, you know, tasks that require planning, learning, reasoning, problem solving, and prediction will be impacted first. And uh, estimated that 42% of the jobs that were lost during the pandemic have already been replaced by the AI. That's why I'm saying this is done intentionally. So let's go into um, some of these jobs. I have about 20 of them here or more. Yeah. Are going to be gone, and I did a show similar to this before, so it's pretty much in line with that. 
Um, but um, any questions for you, Beth? Um, no, not not right now. Uh, okay. I was getting ready to say something, but it flew out the window. It'll come back. Oh, okay, no problem. <laughs> um, she said it flew out the window. That's something. I, <laughs> I ain't hear that one in a long time. Um, drivers. Um, drivers and operators of conveyances. Um, that's taxi. That's taxi cab drivers, truck drivers, Uber drivers, um, delivery couriers, um, as well as train automated. You know, in China, in Japan, um, they got way better trains than we got in the United States. And uh, China got high-speed rail that goes from coast to coast. I mean, theirs is efficient. And um, they have an operator, but he's his job is not to touch nothing. <laughs> if he touched them, he's he dead. Don't, he you monitor. know what I'm He's just a monitor. Yeah, the law, cause, yeah. you know, they, they're like the United States. They got regulations. So the law says you got to have someone sitting in the front of the train. So that's his job. He just sits there. That thing goes as it wants to. He might operate it to take it back to the yard, you know, real slow. You know what I'm saying? But that thing is high speed. That's going 200 20 miles an hour uh, at all times, stops right on a dime at the next stop, you know, goes back to, you know, back to that speed, makes curves, adjusts its speed for whatever's coming around the, the corner, you know, so it is doesn't need a person to mess it up. That's the way they look at it. So, um, so trains. That person, that, that person. Mm-hmm. What would what would his title be? So a uh, person that's looking to work on the railroads, if they want want to be a up to date conductor, what would they have to be a program person, a computer programmer, or something like that, or what? They they train at in China. They train them at how to sit there and not touch them. That's their job. I don't know what they call the title. I'm gonna have to look into that, but they but probably I mean, call it conductor. But he can't conduct nothing because the train operates itself. But by law, they have to have a conductor there. You know what I'm saying? Um, so but they I'm say quite that sure he mm-hmm. he should be able to have something that if if something go wrong, he could be able to you know. Push a button. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, you can operate the train (laughs) manually if there is something that goes wrong. But um, yeah. yeah. But either way, he he has no real job unless something goes wrong. And you know what I'm saying. So, um, just to show that's how many people around the country are doing these railroad jobs where they work with. I mean, New York has a huge subway system. Boston's is automated. They don't have a person, I think, operating the train car. It's just um, just goes and stops and goes. I think they just have the person who opens and closes the doors. You know what I'm saying? But they don't have the operator that just goes and stops. And theirs is an older system in New York. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, but um, 40% of all the jobs in the United States require a driver. You know, a limo driver, taxi driver, bus driver, um, you know, uh, truck Uber. driver, Uber driver, 
and most of the cities have already been uh, passed laws where Uber is allowed to drive driverless, um, driverless in Vegas, driverless in Denver, it's driverless, in, and those are big cities, you know. So, um, I don't know how that's going to work in New York, you know, but because um, the traffic's a little different, you know, but. That's gonna be um interesting to see all forty percent of jobs could be wiped out just by automation uh, of these cars drivers. Um, second thing is farmers. A lot of people wouldn't think farmers, but um seventy five percent of the farm equipment being used right now has an automated version of it. Um, most farmers just um let the truck you know, drive around and do whatever it does. They don't, they don't have to be inside of it. They they have everything going through GPS. Um, they put different tools on the back of the truck they might need. And, you know, they put the, they make the prop circles and everything for them. It lays out the, the seed perfectly as it goes over it. It lifts the dirt, puts the seed under it, puts, packs the, seed, the dirt back down and, you know, just keeps going. And, um, they use the terminator seeds so they don't have to worry about weed. You know, I mean, it's pretty much an industry where you don't need people to do it if you're a big, big farmer. Um, so um, drones do most of what? the surveying and um. Hmm? What about so? What about they say that uh, the people that come over here from other countries? You know, they want them to come over to help with the pick the food with the farmers. They have the machines to pick the food, too? Yeah, it picks the food. Um, they have drones that pick apples and peaches off the trees now. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, okay. they um, have some visual images. Now, mind you, all of this stuff is expensive. It's only big farmers using it. But it's going to eventually mm-hmm. trickle down. The prices will reduce. And smaller farmers will be able to use it. And when smaller farmers are able to use it, they will, um, they will, um, you know, eventually let go of some of their employees. You know, if they have machines doing it for them, 24 hours, those drones go. Um, they have drones now that they hook up with water. You know, they, they, they just come and sprinkle the water on top of the crop every, you know, few hours. I mean, it's all automated now. Uh, one of the huge big farmers in uh, the United States is Warren Buffett's son. And, um, you know, he just sits in the truck and he likes to drive around. The truck is, you see the wheel spinning, he's not even touching it. You know what I'm saying? He's just doing it himself. You know, the big farm truck laying down the laying down whatever he's planting. And uh, he's doing interviews and he wants to take these methods to, China, um, to Africa to teach them how to farm. Like the people who've been farming since I'm in Memorial you need these white people to go over right. there and teach them. You know what I'm saying? But right. once they start putting down these seeds, they're not going to be able to grow the real seeds anymore. So that's really the plan. Because the key to all of this big farmer, big, when I say big farmer, not, not P-H, you know, F-A-R, um, farmers, uh, is these terminator seeds, as we all know from Monsanto, because they don't need people to um, have to maintain the crops. They don't grow, no weeds could grow in that dirt once you put them terminator seeds in it, you know, and you spray the chemicals on it, 
no bugs are going to grow on it. I mean, it's just going to, you know, but every year you're going to have to get a new seed, you know, that's the only difference. Um, but yeah, it's going to, and that food is no good for us, but that's what farming is going to become. And um, like I said, right now, 5% of all of the farm equipment being used has an automated, meaning nobody using it, version of it. You know, it's just that everyone can't afford that right now. You know, but um, big farming company, which I think Peterbilt, um, you got um, um, John Deere, they, they got everything, is, they have an automated version of everything they use. John Deere, Caterpillar with construction. They have an automated version of everything except for cranes, of course. Um, you got printers and publishers, number three. Printers, publishers, journalists, technical writers, and editors. And um, the, industry, the internet already killed a huge chunk of the printing and publishing industry across the board. Because um, how many people buy written media anymore, like newspapers and magazines? Um and also now, even for movies and, and videos, um, music, we don't even buy the physical copies of those. It's all, um, it's all that that industry that used to make CDs and tapes and and DVDs. I mean, that that industry is pretty much gone now. You know, that's the novelty to actually get the physical copy of things. Um, and um. Now you also have this chat GPT, as we've been talking about, which can do a lot of the editing, um, the technical writing, and the journalism. So this huge industry once was the most dominant industry in the country, um, putting out media, um, be it music media, movie media, uh, print, be it newspapers, magazines, comic books. All of those things were huge. Encyclopedias, dictionaries, everything now is digital. And um, that whole industry is about to be decimated with just chat EPT alone. Um, I mean, the only thing you really need humans for is to make stuff in that industry. Um, every aspect of it, even the broadcasting part of media uh, with GPT-3, which was the version of chat GPT before um, G- chat GPT, that had a avatar you could create yourself, and it looked like a cartoon character or whatever, but it would read whatever news, you know, you could dress them up to look like a newscaster. With the chat GPT, that person looks real that's doing that. Like, you would be hard-pressed to find the difference between that avatar in the real person, you know, and it's not even a person that existed before. They just made that person up using different images around the internet, but you don't need those broadcasters. We don't really know if Don Lemon and them are really in the, that could all be replicas of them being done through this technology. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Number four, cashiers. And the U.S. has over 10 cashier stands at every register of every um, 10 cashier stands at the registers at every store we go to. Um, but the self checkout, those self checkout machines that they have at Target, 
and um, CVS and Rite Aid and places like that, which I hate, you know, but they only have one person standing there managing eight, nine registers. They don't need eight, nine people to stand there and do it, you know? You know, there's just somebody standing there and say, oh, this one's now, hey, I got a problem, they reset it, you know, void out of transaction, whatever they got to do, and they could deal with those eight, nine people while they scan their own stuff. So that whole um, thing is, is, is already on the dying end. And then when you go to um, Amazon Go, um, which in Whole Foods, which they had the facial recognition stuff at some of their stores, and uh, Kwame sent me, um, now they have palm readers. So when you walk out of Amazon, then you just put your palm over the machine and it reads your, scans your palm and it um, tags your Amazon account. You don't have to have nothing in your palm. You know, just taking a picture of your palm and sending it to them, they're able to know that's your palm when you put your palm over the machine. Because your palm is your wow. only unique to yourself. So right. cashiers is of the past. You could just walk right in and out the store without paying anyone, but you pay, you know, it comes off digitally. Um, number five, travel agencies. Uh, you remember back in the days, Brad, there was travel agencies everywhere? People yeah, wanted to take a trip. You don't see them? Yeah, it's hardly exists now. Um, Travelocity, Expedia, Priceline. All of those at Google, you know, um, what's that, Kayak, and all those apps just totally decimated travel agency industry. I could go to an app, book my hotel, get a rental car, my flight, and plan some activities all in one app. I don't have to go um, to a travel agency and pay this person you know, hundreds of dollars to do that for me. You know what I'm saying? So, and um, the next step in destroying that industry is Airbnb, which is the final blow to the travel agency industry because it gives people the chance to experience living somewhere. Like like if you want to go to, um, you know, let's just say I want to go to Detroit. Detroit might not be the best example, but um, I want to... I want to experience the Detroit life. You know what I'm saying? So I, I rent, a, rent a house in the hood, you know, so I could spend my two weeks living amongst the people in the... You could do that now, you know what I'm saying? You could go away mm-hmm. and live in a mansion if you want to and live next to the people that live in the mansion. Airbnb, you could do everything. And a travel agency doesn't have access to homes. They only have access to hotels and stuff. So... That's the right. low for that. And, and I know, I know uh, a family that had a reunion. They rented a whole island with A B Airbnb. Oh, they did. They Gilligan thing, man. They got a whole island. Man. It was a bu- <laughs> it was a bunch of them. So they now nah, that's they how you put do all it. their money together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, I'm looking into them because I have to go to D.C. for my um, daughter's graduation. And um, mm-hmm. the hotels in D.C. are ooh, 500 change a night. I'm like, are they crazy? I need two rooms. So 
you know, I got to be there for a few days, so I'm looking in the Airbnb. Yeah. You're just going to be serious. I, I, mm-hmm. I haven't been in a hotel in in a long time. I love air. Everywhere I go, I go. I get an Airbnb. That, that's what I'm talking about. Um, let, next one is manu, man, manufacture workers, and this is China. Okay. Uh, automation and robots. And when I say robots, I don't mean a humanoid, like something that has two arms and two legs. A robot could be um, just a little hand with a screwdriver in it that spins around real fast that comes out of the nowhere and, you know, goes right to that screw and screws it in as it goes down the assembly line. Like, that's a robot, you know. And um, um, automation uh, and robots will take well, most of the manufacturing jobs. So they moved or already moved most of the manufacturing jobs out to the United States. And um, how it kind of works is when you see those those chips, those processor chips that make everything work, a human can't make that. It's too small. You know, you need very small machinery to make that, you know, almost nano-sized machinery to make those little nano silicon dots on it, you know, that, that sequenced in the perfect position. You know, a human, we can't even see that small. You know, we would need a microscope to do that, you know. So, um, and they do that. They put a whole sheet of them with hundreds of those chips on the sheet. And when they print it out, you know, they just pop right out, like hundreds of them just pop right out, like, a, like, like, um, you know, little cutouts. When you, back in the days when you had the little cutouts in the paper and you had to rip them mm-hmm. on the edges so they could come out. Like, that's just how it comes out. So, um, manufacturing workers of the past, uh, and I think they've been preparing us for that um, reality for the last 30 years, which is why they moved all those jobs out of here. So we're not going to really be that affected by that. Um, dispatchers. And this was a huge industry. Um, you had to call for a cab. Um, now even, look, several police forces around the United States and Canada are pilots in a 911 automated program powered by Chat GPT. So they're taking away the 911 operator when you call, right? Because, you know, of course, you complained about the the, the um interaction you've had with the 911 operators for years. So now they're going to give you a robot, you know, a chat GPT version of one. Uh, and with apps like Uber and Lyft, um, the cab industry is is dead, you know. Um, yeah. So you don't need the dispatchers anymore. You don't have delivery cab services anymore. Now you, gotta, you want a cab, you go right to Uber or Lyft. Even the yellow cabs in New York where that medallion that's on the yellow cab, they got to get a medallion on it. And that medallion is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like people would sell their medallion when they retire. That's their retirement money. You know, or you leave it behind kids or your family member. Like that was that's like gold. Now that's worthless. They've been protesting Uber and Lyft for the last couple of years, um, and it hasn't worked at all. 
you know, the Taxi and Limousine Commission here in New York, which is the, has a union that all of them are part of. You know, so most of the livery cab drivers just started doing Uber and Lyft themselves, you know. So, yeah, right. that's a dead industry. Dispatches. Um, same thing now the, uh, with the chat bots. Uh, when you call the cable company, you don't speak to a person. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you just pay your bill talking to the robot thing. If you call the post office, you're not speaking to a person. How can I help you? You know, you know, I can understand whole sentences. Just tell me what you want me to do. Track a package. What's the number? You know, like, you know, so you're not talking to people. I'm, I called a locksmith one day. Um, my neighbor locked herself out. I said, oh, let me call a locksmith for you. Had to speak to an automated system. You know, we'll be there in 20 minutes. Okay? And they was there in 20 minutes. So um, if I need a repair done in my apartment, I call an automated system and they send someone to repair it. It's totally no dispatcher, no person in the office to say, okay, hold on, let me patch you through to this person. That that job is over. Um, right. Waiters and waiters and bartenders, they have a bar. It's, it's one in New York too. I want to go there. Um, but you just put the order, you know, you, you order through the little kiosk. And the machine makes the drink. You know, it cuts the ice for you and everything, man. It puts it in the cup, and, you know, shakes the, shakes the cup up and, in the stirrer, and it rolls right down. You know, your drink is ready to go. It's like, oh, sweat, check that out. People say the drinks are excellent, you know. So uh, I just would like to um, uh, see, check that out. But bartenders, you know, we, we, what are you going to need them for? You know, you don't even got to tip the machine. You know, you don't got to have a conversation with the machine. It works a lot faster. You know, you don't got to worry about no one getting no hair in your drink or anything. Um, you know, waiters, they got this um, restaurant right here in New York. Once again, these um, little machines that roll. They look like um, R2-D2 from the Star Wars, but they have shelves. And the food is like they come from the, the back right to your table. You just take the food off the little shelf of the little robot, you know, it doesn't hand the food to you, but it's, 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 it's coming to that. So that's um something that's going to be going in the future, next 20 years, because people go to the restaurant just to see the robots. You know what I'm saying? I heard the food is disgusting, but, you know, um, bank tellers, bankers, financial analysts, and personal financial advisors. And uh, this started way back with the ATM machine. But now you got cryptocurrency, blockchain technology. The digital currency is rolling out in November, from what I've heard. Um, we spoke last week um, with Dr. X about how banks are not allowing chat GPT because it does their same job. You know, they, they don't want the competition for them and they don't want the liability that comes with it. But, um, you know, that's that's what it is. Um, bankers, what do you need them for? Well, like I said, they're going to just create their own version of the chat GPT, each bank, that's going to do all those people's job for them. Like, wh what are they paying all these people to go out here and crunch all this data when this thing does it just as good? You know, so um, 
Goldman Sachs has a software called SECDB, uh, which is short for Securities Database, which makes all the risk analytics for them. BlackRock has been using um, electronic software called Aladdin since 2013. Aladdin stands for Asset Liability Debt and Derivatives Investment Network. Um, Aladdin manages $26 trillion in assets by itself. This, is, it, it, this, is, this doesn't even have the latest AI added into it. This is 2013. So banks aren't going to need the people that work there anymore. For what? Um, the machines are doing a better job than them already. And they haven't even implemented their own versions of the AI yet because each bank, trust me, they got nothing but money to spend on having people make this their own version of this, which is going to cut out all the, like, the unlike, the, their, it's going to cut out all their, um, the, them not wanting to be liable because it's going to be whatever they say it's going to be. So that's, that's going to be next. So bankers, um, financial analysts, and personal financial advisors. What do I need to pay a personal financial advisor for when I can just ask ChatGPT the question and it gives me the same answer they're going to give me? You get me? So that that's pretty soon what are people going to use them for? Um, how are they going to make themselves useful? So um, that's what I see happening. That's going. Um, as you already know, Bev, pilots and soldiers, um, you've got the robots, the drones. Every time you look at this war in Russia and Ukraine, only thing they keep talking about mm-hmm. is drone attacks, drone attacks, drone attacks, drone attacks. That's the future of warfare. If I can make one million drones, each one with a missile on it, a bomb on it, and I just fly them into your territory, you can't knock down a million of them. I'm going to hit most of my targets with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, it's better than missiles, you know, because you can maneuver these, you know. So um, whoever controls that is going to control the future of warfare. The new tanks that the U.S. is rolling out, they don't have, they don't have a driver at all. They don't have a person in them at all. Uh, it has a machine gun and a cannon, and it's about the size of, like a little Fiat 500. It's not big. Has tracks on it. It's a small little thing. Has a big cannon and a big machine gun on top, and with infrared sensors and everything hooked up to it. And that's what the U.S. got. Russia got something similar. China got something similar. So that's the future of warfare. It's not going to be people um, going into these battles. Man, whoever has the best technology is going to win the war. Not who has the best soldiers. Um, so is, is that why, uh, is maybe is that why that they reselling or giving our old tanks and stuff to, you know, the most foreign countries? Because we got all mm-hmm. this new high-tech tanks. They got all new you know high-tech stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that they, they're going to give a lot of that stuff away because they got a replacement for it already. You know, remember mm-hmm. one of the things that Trump did was he said, kept saying, I've totally rebuilt the military. 
You kept saying. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, you know, we don't know what they have, but we know from the technology that's coming out that they already had it. So if they letting it come out, they got something better than that already. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because all this stuff comes from the defense industry. Um, next one on the list is fast food jobs. And um, what they're doing already is removing you from the experience of going to the restaurant and interacting with the workers, right? Because now when I go to the rest of fast food restaurant at my lunch break or whatever, they have these kiosks in the front of the restaurant. So I go to the kiosk, you know, let's just say I'm at Wendy's, you know, I go to the kiosk and I order my food there, you know, pay for it there, put my debit card in there, use my phone for the, the pay. To, and then I, by the time I get to the register, I see my name, Thomas, the sort of thing in, in, you know, in preparation and then ready for pickup. And they call my name, you know. So all of that I did without t- t- touching any person. So the the fact that it's people actually back there preparing the food, you're totally oblivious to that now because you didn't interact with any of them. And as we already know, they got the flippy machine that flips the burgers. They got the fry, the hand thing that can go, the whole kitchen just needs to have a rack on the ceiling and it's on, rolls around from side to side and does everything. Everything is push button. Bing, boom, boom, bing flip the fries out, you know, put the salt on them, roll over here, flip the burger, roll over here. They don't need those people, so they're already getting used to those people not being there. Um, they, they, they're already making them, like, uh, not a part of your experience when you go there anymore. So when they're not there, you're not going to care. You know what I'm saying? That That's how they, they do it. They did that same yeah. thing with the bus drivers here in New York, right? They put them into this this bulletproof cage that they put them in, talk about for their own safety. But now the bus driver is no longer a part of the experience. So when they don't have a bus driver there anymore, you're not even going to care. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're not even going to pay attention to the fact that the bus is driving itself. You know, so that's how it works, man. It's all psychological. Um, telemarketing. I hate telemarketers, um, but as you know, smart ads are coming, uh, and um, ads that are specifically geared towards you, things that you already looked at, um, you know, so telemarketing is being done, um, even when I'm at work, and I'm working on a secure computer being secure by the security of the New York Stock Exchange, as soon as I log into my computer, everything that I, and I go to Google, everything that I looked at on my phone pops up right on my computer. It knows it's me, even at the stock exchange. You know what I'm saying? So the telemarketing, oh, he was looking at these shoes, you know, so, you know, all of a sudden, bang, you know, all those shoes pop up. You know, it's the same shoes I was looking at earlier on my phone. Why they on my work computer, you know? I was looking at that jacket, you know. I was looking for a gift for my wife. So, look, here it is, you know, like, it, so the tele, constant telemarketing, it's not even being done by phones anymore. And even when it is done by phone, it's, a, it's not a person there. It's an automated system calling you. Hello, are you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's totally a, a dead job. And it used to be 
um, office buildings with hundreds of these people just sitting around answering the phones. You know, if you ever walked through a telemarketing, had a telemarketing job or so, you know, when you walk through, you hear everyone's conversations at the same time. Hello? You know what I'm saying? So that that don't exist anymore. Um, number 13, and this is a big one, accountants, auditors, bookkeepers, and data entry clerks. Um, hey, we all seen TurboTax come and pretty much destroy H&R Block and Jackson Hewitt, you know, in a few years. You don't even have to go there. You just take a picture of your taxes. It fills in the blanks for you. You know what I'm saying? It does your state, your federal, and you don't have to do nothing. You don't have to go nowhere. So that alone, and then you talk about the blockchain is coming, moving into digital assets. The bookkeeping is going to be done instantly. The auditing is going to be already done. It's going to be part of the program. You know, um, you got the cryptocurrency markets coming. Um, So the smart thing they're doing for accounting is um, they have this, um, they have a, a out for them. But the auditors, the bookkeepers, and the data entry clerks, because Chad GPT does um, most of the data entry. Um, so it, it's it's a done deal for those positions. And these and accountants in particular, it's a very high-paying position if you're at a top-tier firm. You know, they don't need people to sit there and go through the five years of doing all the paperwork anymore because the, the paperwork is done instantly. You know what I'm saying? It's all done digitally through the app that they're using. They all have their own blockchain. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a done deal for that. Um, number 14. And I had, this little, I mm-hmm. had a, a, a tax person on last week and she was saying that uh, the internal revenue, that's AI. She said that the AI do all the all the returns. Only time that a, a agent is when, you know, they got a, when they red flag you, that's when the humans come involved. But everything else is the AI, she said, been doing our taxes. Because they mm-hmm. are internal revenue our accountants so that that falls right up under that which you just said exactly exactly and um and that's exactly what we're going into is that that ever where um where it's not needed you know it's going to do it for you and like you said the irs the, the government got all this stuff first this stuff ain't new to them it's new to us. They nope. just make it available for us through some people yeah. lobbying that know about it, and they put the money together to get a lobby so they can make it available to the public, and then they can build companies around it. And and we're never a part of that, you know. Um, the next one, this is going to affect people at my job, stock traders. Mm-hmm. The box will replace them. We we'll need people to do that anymore. They can get the bot to do that, and it's going to have, it's not going to have to sit there and punch the number because it's punching them already. So it's just going to give you the numbers. It has no human ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it don't have to um, pay it. You know, they don't make a lot of money. They, they don't got to pay this thing that. 
you know, so the um and you got micro trading, which is already done straight through the phone. Um, you could go to mostly uh you had all the apps that you could trade stocks and stuff yourself now. You know, everyone can do their own stock trading. You don't need these stock traders. Um, and you get your financial analyst reports and things through uh, GPT. You you have no need for this position anymore, you know, unless they're going to start trading something else, you know, I, I don't see it. And every day I see, I get a call because that's my job, you know, um, termination, uh, Thomas, clean his desk out, all right? And when people see me coming around, <laughs> they all go, I'm that dude everybody oh, look at, like, oh, shit, he over here. You know what I'm saying? They hate, they hate to see you coming, huh? They'd be like, damn, not such and such. Like, yeah, yep, got the email today. You know what I'm saying? Damn, man. Yep, got to go, got to go. Got to take their stuff, man. get their address, send their stuff home, you know, get it ready for the next person. So that's how that works, you know. Um, next one is construction. $200 million jobs worldwide. And this isn't going to happen overnight. Um, but if y'all saw that, I only saw clips of it, the new Avatar movement, uh, Avatar movie, that they had the little construction mm-hmm. robots, like little octopus or uh, little um, spider robots that is doing all the welding and moving. Oh, man. I said, damn. <laughs> so they already got that. See, they're showing you right now so you get used to it. Right now, that, that when you go to China, right, they got this huge robot. The robot builds the building. They put it in the middle of whatever they're building. And it, each, each day, it lifts itself up to the next floor. And it has four cranes on each side of it. So it's building the building top of it, but from, that, from all four sides at one time. So it reduces the time they build the building. So they're able to do two floors of skyscrapers a day. Uh, and it just it has this motor that just lifts it up, you know, however many, it's 11-foot floor, ceilings, whatever, just lifts it up to the next floor, then they can lay down the beams, you know what I'm saying, lay down the, start pouring the concrete. Everything is done instantly through this one machine. It builds the whole building for them. It, it, we don't got nothing like that here. This thing is amazing. So... People doing these jobs, less and less, less and less, less and less. Um, but construction, it'll take about 20 years before we see it really die down. But in our country, it's died down tremendously because all of the construction being done is being done in Asia, either in the Middle East, in Dubai, or gaming. I mean, not gaming, um, uh, Omen, um, Dubai. Uh, what's that other country there? Kuwait, Kuwait City. If y'all look up Kuwait City, look up uh, where they just had the World Cup at. I forget the name of that country. Um, but all those countries look like Dubai. We all got huge skyscrapers, super buildings built for tourism. Uh, Qatar, that's the name of the country. Qatar, and the mm-hmm. other one is Bahrain. All of those countries. If you look up those those countries, they 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 all used to be Emirates. Um, but those countries, all in Saudi Arabia, have all been made into huge tourist resorts because they prepared for them not having any more oil to sell. 
So what they're going to do instead is rely on tourism and beautiful cities. But we're not building nothing here. You know what I'm saying? China got five times more skyscrapers than the United States now. Five, we've been building skyscrapers for 200 years. In 30 years, they built five times more than what the United States built in 200 years. You know, we, we're way behind. Um, teachers and professors, instructors, and trainers. Uh, we will have virtual teachers uh, and professors. Look, a uh, virtual classroom. Like, what do you need to have a, a, a school with a different teacher in each classroom when they're going to put the little virtual glasses on and that one teacher who might be the best teacher to teach all those kids at one time. You don't need to have every grade level. You just need one. You know, you don't need to have a school. You could do that from home. And, of course, with no jobs, when you think that that's why they're about to start closing schools more and more, because there's no need for it. The technology does all the work for you, you know, so it's going to be a um, desire to keep people going. And um, teachers, professors, instructors, trainers, like um, using Zoom, if you you get, go through like Peloton or one of those workout apps, you download Zoom or Skype, that person is doing a, you're looking at the trainer while you're trying to do, mimic whatever they're doing. It might be a thousand people on that call looking at one trainer. You don't need to have a, 20 trainers at each gym. You just need one for each thing that they're training. So you're going to see these jobs start to dissipate. Um, but the teachers in particular, watch how that, that plays out. As you see in every major city, they've been closing schools down. That's by design. Um, 17, um, movie stars and athletes. Most of the movies are done with CGI images. Um, that's why you had the last Terminator. They had a young version of Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. They had the movie where Will Smith was fighting against a younger version of himself. The younger version of himself was a CGI image. They just had another person playing that part, and then they put the image that they wanted on top of that. And it looked crystal clear and real. It looked like Will Smith back in his vacuum days. So um, movie stars will sell their their image. And you're seeing this play out in um, college sports where they have this new thing called name image likeness law. So the players can make money off their name image and likeness. Movie, movie stars will do the same. Um, singers will do the same. They'll sign big contracts with people that will create images of them, but they won't be able to control, and that'll be where the problem comes in, they won't be able to control what that image does once they sign that contract. You know, so, but athletes, um, they got new technology out the NBA is using, and um, in this technology, you could put yourself in the actual game. So a clip of a game, you could erase the player who has the ball and put yourself there 
and it, you're doing all the drill, like the image of yourself. So once again, you don't need the athletes. Once you can make a, a realistic version of the game, then you can bring, you can have Shaq playing against Wilt Chamberlain, and it looks real. You know what I'm saying? You can have um, Jordan in that same game and Kobe, who's dead, you know, and they all look real, look just like themselves. That's how it could go. Um, so the CGI images, the green screen technology, Disney got this new thing they built. It's like a dome. The whole dome is the green screen. So while, like, that's how they're filming um, all of the Star Wars, the whole scene is around you. It looks so real on the camera. But in actuality, you're just standing in this big green dome. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to get better and better. Um, the deep fakes, and uh, everyone remember, deep fakes started with porn bomb. A guy got mad at his girlfriend for cheating on him. So he put out a fake porn video. He took a video of porn, put her face on the female's face, and that was porn bomb. And she sued him for that. But that that software he created is what we call deep fakes today. Started with porn bomb. Once again, um, you don't need the active real people to act out the scenes. You just need to put their face on somebody else. If you, how much do you think um, Michael B. Jordan would charge for you to use uh, his image and likeness in a movie? Well, from $10 million, y'all, I got a new movie. I don't need you to act in it. I just need you to be the star, your image and likeness. I'll do all the rest of it. You know what I'm saying? Here's $10 million. Okay, no problem. You know, and I could do a whole movie with Michael B. Jordan. He ain't even in the movie. But it looks like he's in the movie. You know what I'm saying, Beth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got uh, some hands <clears throat> raised. Run okay, I got a couple more. I only got three okay. more. Okay. Okay. Actually, um, two. Um, lawyers, paralegals, legal assistants, legal aides, legal librarians, and judges. Yes, even mm-hmm. judges today are automated in all 50 states and in every country in the European Union. Almost 90% of all lawyer jobs is reading. Ninety percent of all legal processes, paperwork. Ninety percent of all things ruled on in court are contracts. AI does all of that faster than a human. AI can read the contract and rule on the contract just by the terms of the contract. AI can it can have every legal book ever created downloaded in it. You ask it a question, it gives the answer. You don't need that legal aid no more. You don't need that paralegal to prepare the, the case for you anymore. You understand? It's going to put it in the order that each state, you know, this is the state of, of Wisconsin, and this is the rules of that state. It's going to prepare for the state of Wisconsin. That same program in New York is going to prepare for the rules of the state of New York. You don't need the paralegal. You don't need the legal aid. You don't need the legal librarian. 
because the all the books is already stored in this one database. So it also can write contracts. They're using AI to write military contracts right now. And if you could write contracts, you could rule on them. Ninety percent of all court cases are contracts. All those judges could be gone. They don't need them. Um, and and I know theory, a person. Mm-hmm. I know a person now that's dealing with the Chat GPT, and he's doing legal stuff on it. And so, you know, it it only gives him so much because it says that you know I'm not a lawyer. I can't give you legal advice. But he finding out it's a certain way that you ask certain questions to get him to get it to give you the answers. So he's already finding out how ways to to get around certain stop signs that they have there. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's exactly what I'm hearing as well. People are able to get it to write up certain paperwork for it. Yeah, for them yeah. that they they would otherwise have had to get a lawyer to do. So, mm-hmm. um, and then lastly, once you get Ethereum, that's the smart contracts. Once, okay. how easy it's going to be for the AI, which is already in the computer, to rule on the smart contract, which is already in the computer, and with the smart contract, you can stipulate terms that the AI can track. AI is a judge, meaning. So you could reduce, um, you could actually have it enforce contracts to keep people out of court. You know what I'm saying? So it's um, perfect in that respect, but lawyers, paralegals, legal assistants, legal aides, legal librarians, and judges, they could all go home. Um, lastly is tech support, IT coders. IT coders, programmers, software engineers, and data analysts. Um, some people think jumping into this technology sector is going to save their job. These are going to be the first jobs to go. The AI does this better than them. No, what, what could fix the computer better than a computer? They'll tell you exactly mm-hmm. what's wrong with it. You know, so tech support, IT workers, you're going to need less and less of them. As the computers do more and more, if you got a company like, you know, I think we got on my floor, we got six of them. You can reduce that to probably two and then eventually one. You know what I'm saying? Because you're only going to really need one person to physically put the stuff together. The rest of it, you don't need them. The, the, the software will do it. Coders, programmers, software engineers, data analysts. This thing is built to do those jobs. It's not going to mess up. There's no human ever. And, um, yeah, so those industries are going to be some of the first ones affected. And a lot of people jumped into those industries thinking, oh, this is going to be where the money's at. And it's really not, you know. And um, you could take calls, Beth. Okay. The number here is 323 323- Six four two one five eight six, and push the number one if you have a question or a comment. 
right, and, we're going and, here. And I also had um, mm-hmm. I also had a list of jobs that won't be affected that I think will still be here for years to come. Uh, we could get into that next week if um, if you want. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. Kwame. Good evening. Hotep and better love, Sister Beth. And Hotep. greetings, Brother Thomas. Hotep. Peace, bro. Hotep. Yeah. And, you know, that's excellent information because I don't know if I sent you Walmart. They got their their technology stores that they, they're having tested. And they're using all this modern technology where you don't really have any cashiers. You just go in and it's all animated to where everything, and even when you take something off the shelf and that's the last one, it'll automatically notify the person that's working in the meat locker, okay, the last steak is gone. You got to replenish this. So it's going to make sure that the shelves are constantly being refilled by what's being taken off of it. And the other part that you were talking about, China and the trains, because we understand that, you know, China was the Silk Road. Now it's already got its plan for the trade road, which is going to rail Europe together. It's going to be run by China. And this is what they're looking at, because they are – you like you were right in the high speed trains, but they had that for commercial. Excuse me, what they use for commercial is the mag level, the high speed, the HR, the HSR, the high speed rail is what they use, and they do like 140 to 200 miles. But what they're testing now in China is they've got the mag rail which is that these are magnetic rails that run and able to do with this is to get it up to a speed of 600 kilometers, which is 373 miles an hour. These mag trains are going to be built, and they're testing them in 2020, and the trial runs is they're going to run them and hope to have them running. These are commercial trains that, that carry – 100 to 200 cars, and they travel at that speed going across China or anywhere and the other parts of what Europe. And what they're doing is getting these rails that they're having to engineer and, and put in because all of this is going to be technology driving these, these, these rails because they don't have to and computers running along these rails, because this is what happened. My son works for, for the railroad. He's an electrician. And when they just got that contract, a lot of the older guys retired. And what they did was they cut inspector's jobs, because when the train comes in the yard, each car that's connected to it has to be inspected by an inspector to see if the, the wheels are good, the, everything is good on it. And he says that they cut out that. They cut them out just about. They don't have an inspection, and they bring their, the, the, the trains in, that, and nobody's inspected. What that, that, when has it been serviced last? When are there any glitches on the, on the wheels of it? 
and the rails haven't been checked because this is what China is 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 doing and Japan and France because they those are the three countries that have the highest speed rails and what they do is they have computerized systems that are on their rails but I think too is what they're running is why they're looking at China is looking at South Africa because what is it uranium that metal that that high heated metal because that's what they're going to use on these train lines because they with the heat that it could stand for the speed they'll be growing and they're gonna be magnetic and they're they're with the current that's gonna be running these. And so these are all electrical. And so this is what we're seeing with, with coming with what's called the trade road. And the United States by twenty fifty has its trade road because we're gonna be running basically like you said, uh Semis that's going to be, you know, powered by no drivers. They're going to be already programmed to go from the yard to wherever their destination is because all this is going to be programmed. And everything basically is getting ready to run by rail. And so that's where they're fixing up the 2050 in the United States is the trade road. They, they, they have it already running. And and eight, I mean, in China, and they have, this is why Dubai and all that, because my daughter just came back. And you're correct; it's going to be a tourist attraction, because, like you said, their 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 oil is depleted, but they've made their city so beautiful that people are are going there just for the tourism and and the the, the service in which they do, and the cleanliness and the things about it. Because she said when they had the print. And the people were there in, and asking questions. And the person says, well, why don't you have security? He says, if I'm not, he said, why would I need security if I'm not running, if I'm running my country right? They believe that if they're running the country right, we don't need all this security around me because I'm giving my people everything they need. And she was also sharing with me, she said, Dad, I've never seen so many billion and trillionaires. Yeah. And that's what they have there because this is how they they taken and constructed their country, and so these are the parts that we're seeing at these jobs here in this country that you're looking at with the service jobs is just about the, because what she's able to do with her travel that she's done is to create her own travel agency where she travels around to all the places and see what it's like in order so when people come to her with their their wanting to to travel to these different places she's already been there you know she went to Bora Bora down in in the south pacific she's been to all of these exotic places that 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 are going to become popular because of the incomes of, of a certain class of people are going to want to travel in comfort and go to places that they do, and like Bev said, Airbnb is the thing, and this is what a lot of uh, LLCs and people in real estate are buying up these subdivisions and buying up home properties in these spaces and converting them not to put back on the market, but to lease them out right. on Airbnbs and put them on on Airbnbs. They're even going yeah. in and trailer parks, and this is what's what's getting ready to hurt these these these. Billy Bob and, and Betty Sue 
is they buying up the land that the trailer park is on and then raising the rent of the trailers on it because they can't move those trailers like you move an RV because they talk, take you anywhere to ten to $15,000 to move a, them trailers, especially if you got a double wide. So they're getting ready to, to, to take that land and market it. And so we're looking at food that is going to be needed, and I think it's going to be the ones that's the, the uh, technicians that are trained and, and know how to program these trains, how to engineer the technology of the repairing, because they're not going to need much repairing, but when they do, you've got to be the right type of technician in order to, to fix that electric truck, to fix that, that, that train, or to fix those cars. That, and the thing that's happened with it is that you have to be able to, once upon a time you could go to school and be a mechanic, now you got to be an electronic mechanic because everything is co- controlled out of a brain box, and you got to know how to read those programs and reprogram what and recalibrate those things that that need to be. And these are the conversations we're needing to be having with the children that we're getting ready to send to school. How many STEM programs are we going to be given? those preschool and and kindergartners to begin to develop the scientific minds, the technical minds, the engineering minds, and the mathematical equation minds for them to not be pushed out of the job market when they get of age. We're looking at it. Now, Thomas, I was just going to tell Thomas, because what he's doing is he's telling us what's leaving, mm-hmm. and then next week he's giving yeah. the solution. What are the things that's going to be still available for us to use and what we need to work towards? Yes, very Exactly. <clears throat> now, uh, your son works for the railway. Is, is he saying what's going on with all this blowing up? No, it's not. It's not so much what's blowing up. It's the inspection because if you're not inspecting these trains and they leave the yard and you got you you're pulling a hundred cars and you got two cars on there that's got defective defective bearings in it and they started they start heating up because as they begin to pick up speed and you don't have them oiled or, or those bearings are missing in there that metal to metal is going to create heat. Mm-hmm. And I think somebody was saying when they saw the train coming by, it was already sparking. So if you right. get that metal to get to where that metal gets so hot and it, it's coming, it will fuse together and that wheel stops turning and what's going to happen? That fire is going to come yeah, out. They were, gonna, they were supposed okay. to slow it's that gonna, train it's down. It's derail because... Just like if you hit the you riding down a hill and you hit that front brake on your on your bicycle going over the handlebars. Yeah, they were supposed to slow that train down and pour some oil in there, lift up the the, the thing. Uh, I forget what it's called, but then you could from inside the train you could see the wheels and you just pour the oil. Once you pour the oil the fire goes out because you lubricate in the metal from rubbing against each other, but right. it looks but like did, um, they didn't did, follow the procedures. 
part of then they and what the inspector does is that he comes and he looks at that car and he says is that that needs new bearings. Disconnect that train and take it in so it can be repaired. They don't want to do that. That's losing money. Well, you do you think they to take the chance uh, and let that one train that's defective, I mean, one car that's defective to run, and then what we have was the catastrophe that they 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 saw happen. Same thing that everybody's watching, you know, saw white noise and saying the same town, the same place where they shot that movie at, that's where they did it at. So do you, do you think they also have a, a motive of wanting to get rid of the old rail tracks and come up with the new modern trains? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's because they're looking at developing the trade roads. They've got to get okay. these lines that they have. They got to develop new rail lines. They got to put in new because they're going to run high speed trains. Yeah. They're not going to be running these diesel trains like we've been running. They're going to start getting shipped to here these high speed. Uh, what do they call it? Mag levels. These are magnetically run trains, <laughs> and these things run. On, on electricity and they're connected magnetically so that line is just pulling it's running on the energy of that magnetic pull that's why they can go at the speed they go because they lock onto that rail it's like a monorail on the ground mm-hmm. they're called uh, maglev maglev trees mag-lev. they got them in yeah, um, china yeah, Maglev. They got one in China that attaches um the airport, Beijing Airport to the city. I think it it could go up to almost three forty. And then they just Not built that, one in China one that they tested that does three sixty seven. Um, but you're right, all that Maglev is like the uh, monorail and it what it does is it um when you put the electrical pulse it pulls it off the track. So it's just floating above the track and moving uh, so fast because it's nothing. It's not riding on a track. It's just floating in the air. It's really right, good it's um, technology. On yeah. Um, uh, so if they're able to pull that off, man, that's going to be um, they, they, interesting. I don't think uh, the United States is going to sit back and let them do that, though. What they they already tested it. That's what I was just reading. And and the thing about China, mm-hmm. where they got that engineering from was Germany. That's yeah, where they mm-hmm. got Germany. It. That, yeah. Oh, uh, and then they got a um. I want you to look. I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, uh, they got it. They had a train. Instead of riding on a track, they just built like a huge sled, and it was um built in Russia. So the train had two big wheels, two big rubber wheels, and the train just sat on top of them. And it went across the sleds. And this was their way of going across the icy terrains and things where it snowed a lot. So, they, But uh, I'm going to send it to you, man. It's, it's pretty interesting. I ain't never seen no train like this. Yeah, because I remember when, you know, when we went to Jazz Festival in Switzerland, we went up to the 
they had trains that's got gears, that's got teeth that, that climb the Alps. When you start going up so high, is to where this train, all it does is just it, it has a tooth in front and it pulls itself up. And this is the way it goes up. And, you know, they've got so much technology that their train system in is surpassed to our air. It's compared, their train rail system is, is comparable to our air system. Because yeah, they, the US, they got a train. The U.S. decided no, to invest in um, airports as opposed to trains, you know. And, you know, once right. they put their money in one industry, that other industry can forget about it, you know. Right. So highways and airports, you know, and so the trains had to go. And, see, for us, you know, we looked at the rail was to get from, from the east to the west. That's why they, they ran the rail. But basically, they turned around and, and took commercialized interstate and ran the the vehicles, and then they commercialized the planes. And so what we're seeing now is they already China is already knowing that this is the way in which they're going to market the world. They're going to be the world power by 2050. This is what they look at because everything basically is they call themselves the mic. Basically, everything is made in China, made in China, the mic. And this is what they're focusing in and being able to to create the grid across Asia because West Asia and East Asia and South Asia is all part of it. But you got European names on that part, but the continent is Asia. And they're going to use the land to transport goods around the world. Okay, let let me uh mm-hmm. let me add somebody else to the table. Uh is this Eddie? Seven oh eight. Greetings, greetings, greetings and better love together, family. How's everybody doing? Sister Bear, brother Kwame. And right. Brother Tuck Most Thomas, how's everybody doing? <laughs> Great brother Eddie. Grateful, brother. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I had to. Uh, <laughs> the strange thing that's been happening, family, is like uh, I've been working on more and more words with five. You know, I got five on it, and it's like the last few shows that I basically chimed in on deals with that five. Uh, first of all, y'all talking about the trains, and I'm like, wow, uh, that was my last real job in 2009, which happens to be 14 years ago. I worked for UP Railroad, and at that time, they were introducing the automatic trains where me being a conductor, I could stand on the front of the engine with a little box in my hand with a joystick that controlled the engine's movement without an engineer. This is what they were training us for to eliminate the engineers. But as you said, I haven't really paid attention because I, I know right away, oh, this is a lot of garbage with the trains. They're doing what they're doing. But then, we talk in 2009, if anything was wrong with any car, I don't care if it's 50 cars to 150 cars, as soon as one car locks up, 
or it starts to malfunction, the train stops itself. If it doesn't happen because of a malfunction, they have what you call train dispatchers who see everything on those tracks today because they're monitored as the trains go down the tracks. So it's no way whatever happened, I know right away. We're talking 2009, what they can do. You're talking the modern-day technology, Brother Thomas? No, it's some bull in the, in the game. And uh, I had to, again, like I said, chime in because all of the shows I've been dealing with comes to five. Brother Thomas and Brother Kwame, you know y'all names five. We talked about it. But very interesting. I love it, Brother Thomas, you being a wordsmith like we all are. You came up <laughs> with the title, Artnology. Art being 13, knowledge is 19, Artnology is 32 to 5. I was like, okay. I've been working with the five, so I'm not even going to mention the words that I have that you didn't. I'm going to just stay along. All of the fives you mentioned in class tonight, you mentioned that we have to fill in the gap. Oh, that hit me because I'm working with that now. Fill in the gaps come to 50. You talked about the teachers. Teachers, 32. You talked about this gun-toting uh, NBA player. Gun is 14. And you said uh, somewhere down the line he got uh, 23.7 million, or 23 is that five. He said he was dealing with deaf culture. You said he had to leave all that bullshit off the court. Office 14, court is 23. Because if he don't get his shit together, he's going to be in another court. 23. You constantly, everybody's talking about jobs. Jobs is 14. That's why they had you working from home. Home is 14. Work is 14. Uh, I think you said something about the judges. Judges are 14. And you're definitely talking about the phones because that's what we're using. Phones is 23. I'm sorry, judges is 32, which is 5. Phones is 23, which is 5. And last but not least, when you got on the AI, AI is 6. You talked about the satellites. Satellites is 51. You also talked about automation. Automation is 33, dealing with the AI, because the AI automation is going to replace the human. Human is 15, which is 6. And you talked about the bus are going to start driving themselves, and the bus drivers being eliminated. Well, bus is 14. So, uh, yes, all of these things, yeah, yes, definitely. Like I said, I'm not even talking about uh, all of the fives when we talk about the venom, the vaccine, and all the other stuff. But, yes, those fives right there is what was mentioned tonight. And that's the key. We're cracking this code. And it was, like I said, I don't know how Brother Thomas came up with that word, excellent because it brought it to the five, and that's how we're interiorly, we're coming up with things, with words, because at the end of the day, 
we going to understand to connect the dots that we are the dictionary. We keep giving everybody else's word validation when we are the true dictionary. They got all these words and got it from us and corrupted everything. But we're getting it back, and we're just getting back in order. I bet, I'd rather say the five is called obedience, family. That's the five, 32. We've been disobedient as hell. But let me stop. Let me stop. I just wanted to add that to the mix because uh, I've been called weird, and I love it. Because I'm, I'm strange. Right on time that with that, brother. <laughs> no, weird is 23. And strange is 32. And when you rearrange the letters to weird, you got wired, family. We are wired for this. Wired. We wired. You was, wow. you was right on point yes, with sir. the numbers, brother. Right on point, man. Yes, sir. All right. I'll sit back in the cut and take more words and numbers down as uh, so, y'all give them to me. Okay. So what I'm getting from you and uh, Kwame is that the railroad, is doing this because the way y'all say how everything is, they got everything all lined up. It's no mishap can happen unless they let it happen or make it happen. That's correct. It's just like in the air, just like when we still talk about 9-11. And we know that those planes, even during that time, I had got out the military. I'm an ammunition specialist by my trade in the military. I knew during Ronald Reagan's administration, him starting the Star War program, we had the technology to knock those damn planes out the air before they came anywhere near the Trade Center. And that's why the airs are regulated, just like the rails are regulated by the government. Can't nothing move. And they know everything that's happening on them tracks, believe you me, because we had a lot of incidents for the 13 years I worked for the railroad, with incidents happening, mm-hmm. where people are uh, basically breaking into trains and knew exactly where the ammo and the weapons were. But mm-hmm. here's the kick for me. I'm the conductor. I got the manifest, and it's nowhere on my manifest that we got two damn car, boxcars full of guns and ammunition. What's wrong? See, something wrong with that picture. I'm working for the railroad, and I don't know what's, what we damn carrying, let alone the people in the communities what's going through their neighborhoods. So, so yeah. All them, track, all, all them boxes, you didn't, the conductor don't know what's in those boxes. They just care. Your job is just to get the boxes from A to B or C to D. Yeah, we, it, we're supposed to, but just like all corruption, it's things in a okay. lot of those box stars that are not listed or they're not listed properly. See, because that's my butt if something happens because I didn't know my manifest and didn't know what was on those documents that we're carrying. But when something happens and I show them the documents that it's not on my manifest, it ain't on me. But, yeah, they are people, <laughs> they're pulling a lot of shit on these cars that we don't, we as the public and those who work for these rails have no clue. Just like everything, we're going on their word, trusting in them to have the right damn information. So, yes, family, 
be very leery of anything that the railroad tells you because, again, it's federally, federal regulated by the government. So they got all this equipment to do everything, dealing with technology. Don't think they ain't got it for the rails because that's big money. Right. UP made billions of transporting per day. This is just one railroad. So they ain't going to stop that money. Too much invested in it. That was why they were able to get the contract they wanted because they knew if they went on strike, that would put the country. It was already things that were going on. We were trying to recuperate. But if the rail went on strike, that means that all of those containers that are transported from city to city would be stopping, sitting in yards or sitting out there on the tracks and wouldn't get moved and get to the places that they're supposed to would cause a major upset in the economy here in this country. So they had to give them, but what they did was they contract them. He now has to work 12-hour shifts, and when he goes on vacation, he can only 12-hour shifts. So that means when you go on vacation for a 40-hour week, you can only be up since you are now on 12-hour shifts. You have to work 36 hours. You only get 36 hours, and you have to come back and work for four hours in order to get your 40 hours for that week. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so all co- corruption. Well, the the U.S. has to, and so therefore they have to get high-speed rail too. So um, I think that all these train accidents are a result of them trying to get legislation passed to totally redo the whole infrastructure of the train line, which will be replace it with high-speed rail. So they have to have some create the problem, and then they'll have the solution. This is what they always do. But in order to create the problem, they have to have these trains explode and blow up and, and contaminate stuff. Then they'll push forth the legislation to build a high-speed rail. Uh, and, what, of course, they're going to try to make one better than China. Uh, now, they have some called hype. Huh? But what uh, do they you have see some. happening? Ahead, yeah, what, and, uh, and what we see happening is all of these billionaires are buying up, what, land? in open spaces where that's where they're going to run these new lines at. Because what they're doing is like what they ran as these chemicals. They're going to regulate it saying you can't run certain chemicals on certain rails. So they're going to have to put these certain toxic chemicals and things that they're going to be transported is got to have another rail system. And this is what China has. It has its commercial rail system, which is the high-speed rail, and then they had the mag level, which runs the commercial, you know, the commercial the uh, product that they run from from country to country. So this is what is going to have to happen here. But this is projection that if you pull up the agenda 2050, you will see the map that they have the regions cut, and America is going to be cut into regions. And so here in Georgia, we'll be the southeast region. Chicago will be still the Midwest region. And then what they're looking at 
is all of the, the containers that are going to be coming in from being made out of the country are going to have to go through the waterways. This is why the Mississippi and these rivers have to be because they're going to be moving things up by barge to Memphis offloaded so they can do the southwest region and the southeast region. The West Coast is going, they have their shipyards. You got the West Coast have their shipyards. So when these containers come in, all they're going to be doing is offload it, put on electronic, hook up to an electronic truck, and ran to the destination to, to deliver the product. Great, great. Can yeah. I move to piggyback off of that really quick? Yeah. <laughs> because we hit home. Uh, again, we're talking about these rails and uh, what the future in technology holds. And the key, as you said, that China basically is a, one of the big powers. Think that, again, just like the umbrella of Democrats and Republicans, these people are under that one world order. So since China has this new technology, and I think Brother Thomas said, well, America don't want them to get ahead. No, it's a tag team. If China's got the information, we got it. If they whatever information we got, they got. It's the game that they're playing. That's why fourteen is game. But just like Brother Kwame mentioned, the barges. Remember, they're bringing everything, export, import, all these tankers from over to China. And if they again have all these incidents happen on the rail, didn't people? all pumped up to stop, and then, hey, let's make legislation, as you said, to build these new tracks. Well, it's all in the making. It's called the Hegelian dialect, which comes to 59, which is a five. Problem, reaction, solution, as Brother Thomas. They got it already in the works, see, because, again, that's too much coming from importing with all these different boxcars coming from everywhere, not just China. Dubai, Taiwan, Korea, all these places that ship their products over here is by those tankers by way of water. So, yes, mm-hmm. they got to do this so that we'll go along with it without any backlash. So, yes, everybody's hitting everything on point. And, yeah, these people had us already in alignment. And, like I said, we're just, again, filling in the gaps. Fifty, that's the five. Fill the gaps so that we can see exactly what they're doing. Go ahead, somebody was trying alignment, to say something. Yeah, I was going to say the alignment is, is tonight, if, if we all, if your sky is clear, you know that tomorrow is the full moon. So all of this energy is in Virgo. And and Saturn is get, and Saturn is getting ready to to set into Pisces, and Pluto is getting ready to go into Aquarius. So all of this this is all unfolding that we're talking about because we're being the light of the moon. We're being able to see what's going on in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um. So. To the train thing, I think the U.S. is going to, they got the perfect place to put the trains. They're going to put them on the interstate highways. They're going to already reduce the cars. They don't need three, four lanes anymore. Cars are going to drive themselves. 
they got the perfect place to put them because they don't have to get any permission or go through any uh, extra layers or going through communities. The interstate highways already connect or, or everything together, you know, uh, 5, 15, 25, you know, you know, 9, 5, you know, 80, 70, 60, wherever you live. So I think that's what they're going to put the trains on because uh, I think it'll be now, the next thing they could do is they could do a lot of eminent domain stuff, which means they're going to remove black people out of certain areas again. Uh, but the one thing I'm pretty sure of, and I know that China's planning their belt and road initiative, is that the United States ain't going to just sit back and let them do it. And uh, I'm pretty sure China knows that they're not going to sit back and let them do it either. The United States got a fully armed Afghanistan sitting there. They ain't wanting nothing to there. Like, the United States got their buffers in place. They're not going to let China um, just flat out um, move the stuff into Europe. That's they mark going to let it happen without a fight or without some, some type of interventions in place. And um, I think that the United States has been pretty, pretty consistent with how they move. They they don't do competition too good. They they will eliminate, they will blow up your pipeline. They don't have any cares about, you know, how it works, you know, so I don't see them just letting China take over Europe like that. Um, but anything is possible. What? I think that when we saw Trump go to China and all them different places, they was all putting a plan together. So I think that they all working together on this change, this this five, which is change that's coming about. That's where he went to those different countries and talked to those different leaders personally, and and they. They, I believe they got a plan together. They all going to put this together. That's what I think. We'll see. I, I can see a train coming up from Chile and Peru up into Brazil, going coming all the way up into the United States, into Canada. Like, I can see them building something like that to compete. I can see that happening. Well, that China and Europe and Germany, I'm just looking it up now, that they're, they're now, it's called uh, the Chongjing, whatever, Europe Railway. And this is what they're, they're merging together, southwestern, southwest China and Germany. And what they're looking at is how China is building and even the part with China building in USA trains. They are already, China reportedly wants to build a $200 billion underwater rail network to mainland China to the United States. Mm-hmm. They already got it planned out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of things that's going on behind the scenes, and it's eventually it's going to come to the forefront. Well, tell us, uh, we about, I, okay, all right, because I'm looking at the map that Tuck sent mm-hmm. me, uh, the railroad map here, how they got yeah, it that's the, 
the high speed rail that things got projected for the United States, the first like it's gonna be in three phases. So that's all. That's I think phases one and two. But you kind of see like it looks like it's I nine five. Looks like it's doing I eighty seventy five. Like it looks like mm-hmm. it's going along the same lines as the cars go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but uh, what I will say is, I I wouldn't mind. Um, you know, another reason why you know they're doing it is you see how they consolidate in the airlines, right? So they they already um they're gonna try to they're trying to make Southwest have a hub. So they're blaming them for all the the delays. They're trying to get Spirit and JetBlue and Alaskan Air. They're trying to get Frontier, all those companies to merge because they just they just want to have a few big airlines. They they don't want all of this com- competition anymore because they're going to consolidate that industry. They're going to kill that industry for the train industry. They're not going to have competition once they build a trillion dollar train line. You know what I'm saying? They, they planes is going to be so expensive to fly. You ain't going only gonna be for the rich you know what i'm saying you're gonna right. have to catch the train so um that's where i see them going that's why they're trying to get all those companies to merge they just want delta united american southwest and they want those other smaller ones jet blue spirit alaska and the frontier to all merge so they have five big airlines and they can um control the airspace like that you know there's no competition they'll have all of it um, that's what I think they're doing. And also, uh, they got retalls. I don't know if y'all are familiar with retalls, but they're like, um, big drones, like with the four propellers on them, but they can hold hundreds of people and, um, they don't need a pilot either. They, they're just automated, but those can go about 270 miles an hour, which, um, can also be something that they put in place to compete with the airline industry as they try to break that up. So they, they're going to break up the airline industry. Well, uh, Tabor, we've run out of time. And so we'll come back. I look forward to next week. And you're going to tell us about the jobs young people should be going into. Because uh, mm-hmm. I've had some and young people today. I mean, yeah, well, I just say people, uh, but I had some young people who were saying, you know, they don't know which way to go. They don't know, you know, they're trying to figure it out. So this would be good. This would be helpful to kind of give them some options here. Well, you know, I appreciate everybody at the table. I appreciate you, Tugboat, for giving us your time, and I appreciate the listeners. Uh, that's here listening. And so uh, everybody we'll be back. Yep. We'll be back next Monday with, with part two and better love everyone. Better love. Better love. Better love.
held us down But now it looks like things are finally coming around I know we've got a long, long way to go And where we'll end up, I don't know But we won't let nothing hold us back We're putting our shirts together We're polishing up our act Move it, move it. 